Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another audio-only episode of Elemental Collision. Nope, no video this week, uh, mostly because, as I mentioned, I'm going to be traveling, so I'm getting this pre-recorded, getting this out there ready for distribution, and just wanted to make sure there was something that we had. Um, really big thank you to a gentleman named Sean Tubbs. He is a session guitarist out of Nashville. want to just plug him real quick. Uh, Sean has provided the intro music here uh it's off of his album um so feel free to look him up he's on Bandcamp. um he also is a session guitarist like i said in nashville he's played for carrie underwood and a lot of other great and fantastic people um so you can look him up on youtube on Bandcamp. his name is sean s-h-a-w-n and the last name is tubbs t-u-b-b-s so thank you very much sean um yeah, go buy his album too. It's it's amazing. It's short, sweet. Uh, he's an incredible guitar. So, all to be said. Welcome to another edition of Elemental Collision, uh, where we talk about the collision of between life and technology. Right. So it's not tech all the time, though. I'm a huge nerd. We will talk about tech. Um, this week, Ed is not with me. Um, Ed is with his family, so that's great. And like I said, today is just going to be audio. So we're going to talk a little bit more about community. So last week we talked about community. We started that conversation, if you will, right? That fireside chat, talking about community, how we fit, how we join together, um, some of the bits and pieces, right? There was a little bit of Star Wars in there, there was a little bit of the Matrix, there was a little bit of an allegory to a mosaic, which evidently some people liked. Cool. There was also talking about removing some of the, some of our stigmas, our, you know, setting aside some of our differences and being willing to join in, uh, into community, right? That's what I took out of it, so your mileage may be different. But I wanted to kind of go further on that one. When we talk about community, we're talking about a collection of folks that are all different, right? Going back to that mosaic illustration, people have rough edges, they have rounded edges, they are different colors, shapes, creeds, colors, religions, you name it. Community is a beautiful thing. And community can also be a huge struggle. Uh, I had listened, been listening to a song um, called Fake Fine by a guy named Robert Grace. And it's a great song. I won't play it for you here because I don't have the rights to the music and I want to make sure the artist gets his due. So go to Spotify, go to Apple to iTunes, or go someplace to like YouTube and play his music. And it's incredible. But a lot of what he talks about is, you know, this, this, he talks about community ostensibly, but he talks a little bit about the perception problem within community, right? It's the, how do I plaster stuff on my face when I go and talk to people, talk to my friends and deal with people around me. Um, you could almost call it an introvert's anthem, if you will, because I think there is a little bit of that um, over-stylized aspect of introversion, right? Like, oh my God, I don't want to be around people, right? That's a bad read of introversion, but hey, that's all right. We'll deal with that on another podcast. But part of what all that leads to is this kind of ongoing conversation that he's having with you, the listener, about how we do things to engage with those around us. So 
let's take it to community. How do we engage with community? How do we be part of a community? A lot of what Ed brought up last week was talking about um, how he's engaged in community, how he's had to be okay with the fact that not everything is going to be answered, not everything is going to be solved. And that's the beautiful part about community. Not everything has to be answered. Not everything has to be solved. And you may think of that as a duh statement. It's not. It's actually pretty profound in, in, in the nature of things, right? Because people join up in communities. You know, we have this kind of artificial community that we build, and I'll go into that in just a second. But people jo- join into communities because they think it's going to solve something, right? You run the Facebook. You run to that Facebook group because you want to be a part of something. And using the word solve in a very, very loose sense, it's solving something for you to be a member of that group. You know, we go to churches, we join Elks, we do the, you know, various and sundry different things out there because it helps us fulfill a role or fulfill something that we believe to be true about ourselves. And that is we are going to receive answers and we can provide answers. But being able to sit back and being able to say, hey, wait a second, I, I just want to be. You know, I can, I, can, I can be who I am. I can offer something or offer nothing. You know, we have so many different solutions and solves, uh, solving <laughs> scenarios, right? You know, I can go join a Slack group. I can join a team group. I can use Zoom. I can use WebEx. I can create all these communities my little work community. I can create my homeschool community. I can create my. Um, apartment community my homeowners association i can jump on reddit if i really want to join a big ass community and all these places are great but what do they ultimately answer at the end they answer a need for belonging which is one you know kind of innate need right but they also they also kind of give you a role give you a place so in this day and age where roles and places and things have changed so dramatically right um robert talks about it's a pandemic it's an an effing disease right that that kind of everything that kind of rolls around everything that we've been tasked to do right we're suddenly faced with the fact that you know as i stand here and record this you know i'm in a room that's eight by eight by ten right that's not very big relative to everything that's that's my box that's what i end up being in you know the person below me on the third floor is in the same eight by 10 The person below him or her is in the same thing. We're all kind of now stuck in this new, new environment. That's, that's not the same. When I go outside, I'm, you know, watching very, very carefully the people that are around me, right? Do you have a mask on? If you don't have a mask on, uh, why not? What's wrong with you? Um, I just want to pause real quick. Wearing a mask does not mess with your O2 sats. All right. I've talked to doctors about it. I've seen the data. It does not mess with your O2 sats. So cut the shit. Wear your mask. Be safe. And be safe to others. There's your end of PSA. So all that to be said, the world has changed. We're now in a different place, a different environment, right? Instead of me going to an office, I now have a Zoom call with my team. Now, my team is geographically dispersed between us, so it's probably a terrible illustration. But all that to be said, prior to this, you know, I could go into the office. I could socialize with a couple of folks that were local to me. It was great. There was a human connection there. You know, it was something I needed. Now, I jump on a Zoom call, and while I can see other people there, I can't experience it in the same way. So, you know, this whole concept of Zoom fatigue is, is very, very real. This whole concept of... Um, this artificial or this fake fine 
you know, I, I suddenly feel driven to be okay. You know, my life could be going to literal hell behind me, right? Wall burning down, and I, and I would still plaster a thing on my face saying, I, I'm okay. Because there's a little level of disin, disingenuity, disingenuity, ingenuity? I don't know, disingenuousness. We're going to go with that. So you can listen to me stumble around, by the way, on this podcast, because I don't like editing at all. So there's this disingenuousness. Disingenuousness. <laughs> it's awful. You're getting it from me right here. You know, this, this facade that we wear. There we go. This facade that we wear, that we bring to this community, because that distance now between, you know, the, the two and a half feet that I have between myself and my webcam now for a Zoom call, it's, uh, it's kind of like an artificial boundary. It's a barrier now to what I used to experience before. Now, I used to do web calls before, but really where I felt the most connection with people and the most honesty with people was when I was in their presence, right? And this could be different for you. This could be, I, I would hope things are different for you because you are your own person, right? But what we found and in talking to a lot of folks, what we found is that that artificial barrier you know, call it Zoom fatigue, call it whatever. And Zoom fatigue is a little bit different, but like call it Zoom fatigue just in general. Zoom community fatigue, if you will. You know, it's driven by this fake barrier, this artificial barrier of electrons that exist between me and you. And so it's very, very hard, as much as we want to prop it up and say, hey, having the kids in the background is fine. Having your pet, you know, shit on your floor is fine. Having, you know, the handyman there with plumber's crack is, is fine. Uh, but is it? You know, those are authentic moments. Those are moments where you can probably hear it outside coming through my mic, you know, kids yelling. And that's cool. You get a sense for my environment, but you don't get a sense for who I am in those moments. You can see me interact with an object or a person or a thing, but do you really get a true sense for who I am? You know, and am I being more than fake fine? You know, if my kids decompensating as we used to say in residential treatment facilities it's like if my kids decompensating over there are crying you know and screaming about not having enough pancakes in the morning you know i'm gonna brush that off because to me i'm not maintaining that kind of community homeostasis that i believe should be there right there's going to be embarrassment and no amount of encouraging me to be oh you, you can be authentic you can be real you know that radical candor that everybody wants to have at this moment well it's it, it's not because even though you're seeing me you're st still only seeing what i allow to be seen you know how many people run and they dump the video immediately or they put themselves on mute See, I think to a certain extent, you know, this day and age where we're stuck at home has given us more opportunity to hide as opposed to less. Think about it. If I'm in a meeting with you, if I'm talking to you across the table, if I'm bored with what you're saying, I'm going to get a full on read of you. I'm going to look you straight in the eye. I'm going to notice that, you know, one eyelid's kind of closing halfway, that you're yawning, that you're twiddling your thumbs, that you're shifting your position rapidly every now and then. Now, that could be your ADD going off the wall, which, trust me, I have ADD. I know it very, very well. But I'm going to see a tell. If we put this in a new context, I just turn my video off. I go into the kitchen, I turn on the faucet, I pour myself a cup of water, I make sure I'm on mute because, as you know, I tend to say stupid shit 
when that mute button's off. Uh, yes, I've had one of those Zoom F-bomb moments. I would, you know, I'm kind of proud and kind of horrified to admit. But I can turn off everything. I can shut you out. So community, to me, at that point, becomes a matter of convenience. It doesn't become a necessary function for who I am. And I think that's a very, very interesting thing, or maybe it's a very powerful thing to kind of sit there and think about. So Robert Grace, fake vine. As he's going through and he's highlighting all these things, you know, it's an individual talking about how he interacts with the world. You know, maybe there's a lot of hyperbole in it, but maybe not. I think Robert's tapping into a lot of what all of us feel in that we have this aspect of of a facade, of a mask that we wear and that we bring into our communities. So as much as, you know, Ed and I talked last week about removing some of that mask, removing some of that that facade and just being who we are truly. I think a lot of what this world has done, a lot of what we've seen happen has been wearing new masks. Now, that's the technical realm. If we look at, let's say, more socially oriented positions, more, you know, the, the quote unquote essential workers. And, you know, it's kind of strikes me as, as, as odd to say that, but without them, we would not be here, truly. But we have treated them so horribly and the way that we have gone through this pandemic that, you know, I'd like to just pause for a moment and acknowledge that what we've done as a society and how we've treated those around us has been horrible you know from the the forcing function of those essential workers and not giving them enough protection not being there for them in the ways that they needed to what we've done from a social unrest standpoint we have been an odious and hideous people we've taken community and we've blown it up um you know we're not one nation we're fracturing and it's not the same picture that it used to be so just want to put that out there now when we look at these essential quote-unquote again jobs and we look at how they interact with people there's little pockets of communities that that kind of come up right there's the doctors and the nurses there's the uh, grocery store workers the sanitation folks the essential infrastructure to town departments the city departments the folks that have to keep things running or the critical infrastructure that felt it was their duty and obligation and and legitimately their you know call it purpose for living to be there for those who couldn't be there right it's commendable it's in a lot of cases it's their job so there is a role to fulfill but in a lot of cases there's even more of a uh an obligation and a duty to those to serve. But these communities spring up and they're centered around this common set of ideas. We do this in the technical world. All this to be said. So when we start to bring people into these communities, right? So we have the interaction face-to-face, we start to do that. We start to see these interesting phenomena emerge where you know, you have nurses that confide in their patients and patients that confide in their nurses. You have the folks in the grocery stores that start to share the hideous ways that we've treated them. You start to see these elements of what, what I'll call homeostasis, right? I alluded that to that earlier, the body wanting to maintain that kind of always, you know, always normal, you know, temperature, right? So he's temperature a lot for that, that 98.6. Everybody's got to be at 98.6. That's homeo- body's homeostasis, that, that regulation, if you will. 
so you have these communities that are you know, springing up, and this is maybe loosely applied, but within this context, you have you know these communities that are, are going for homeostasis as well, right? So we circle it around, we 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 throw information, we throw facts out there, and this is you know we join Facebook groups to bitch about how you know Charlie Baker, who's my my governor here in the state of Mass, is such an asshole, and you know he's he's hurting the common man. And then you have the other Facebook groups that are saying Charlie Baker's God, and you know he's doing this so well, and you know look at our you know our infection rate and. Uh, you know, you have all these things and you know, it's the phenomena. Somebody says something that other people don't like. And all of a sudden it's crowding on Reddit's probably the best example of this, you know, you go to a Reddit subreddit and you're like, what did I just do? Who are these people? Why do they all disagree? <laughs> and you see this kind of normalization, you know, the, the, the down ranking and the up ranking, right? you know, here's my up vote. Here's your down vote, you know, and we, we, we create these, interesting communities these face-to-face conversations you know people in the in the, in the back of a, of a whole food right talking about oh did you see that shitty karen that was up front that was like yelling at people about wearing masks and that's how it's a you know the communist agenda and blah blah, blah you know and there's this is kind of moment of solidarity but you know one person steps out of line and quickly slap back and so we have this kind of interesting dynamics right you know robert alludes to it in and fake fine, you know, and at one point he talks about how people don't deal with their problems. Well, you kind of show up, you throw your problems at somebody, you throw them into community, and you hope somebody's going to deal with it, and then you just kind of walk away. And we have a lot of that. We have a lot of that in this day and age where, you know, everything that we do, everything that we say, and, you know, all that kind of all that kind of jazz really, you know, ends up being, you know, thrown right back at us. And it's... Uh, it's difficult. It's hard, you know, and trying to maintain that those communities. So a lot of what you're seeing out there, out there in space, out there in, in the world that we live in, is these communities being set up, especially in a time of COVID when we're at home and no travel. And, you know, for those of us who did travel or not going into an office, for those of us who went into an office or, you know, those of us who are having to be isolated because of what we do for a job you know, finding those communities, finding those people, finding your tribe, your people. Um, and then being able to be honest and open within that. I think that's, that's, that's part of the homeostasis of a group too. Right. And this is a long rambling allegory. Um, but really, really looking at, in all those aspects of life and, and, and community that we've kind of had to give up. Right. So, yeah, this week, audio only. It's a uh, short, sweet, two to point. Well, short, less than 20 minutes, right? But what I want to leave you with is a challenge. You know, as we go, as you go about your job this week, you know, Monday through Friday, or gosh, maybe you start it today and maybe you don't end until next Sunday. Maybe you're doing a solid week straight. Look at your communities. Look at how you're involving yourself and what you're involving yourself in and start to look at those bits and pieces that how you contribute how others contribute don't judge right? this is simply a, an idle curiosity if you will you know and come back at me with comments on twitter or comments on youtube or comments on soundcloud i don't care how i mean i'm open and available to, to anything and and let me know how your community functions or the communities that you're in you know start with your home start with who you live with or who you don't live with you know community could be you and your cat that's okay you and your hamster that's probably okay too but 
as you start to extend that ring out and you start to see the people that you are around, the people that you're interacting with, the people that you choose to involve in your life, what does that look like? How has that changed this year? Have you seen the shift? Have you seen the shift or a shift? Have you seen differences in the way that you're approaching them? Are you being fake fine? Are you refusing to bring your stuff, your needs, your asks, your your require your requests for help to your friends, to your your people, your groups, your community? Because you don't want to be that one person that's different. You don't want to be that aberration. You don't want to be that sharp piece of glass that's sticking out of the mosaic. And then next week, what we'll do is we'll kind of come back around at that. We'll take a look at what happens when you're the only person in that community. And we'll start to ask the questions and we'll start to maybe try to solve some of these things. And hopefully there'll be some insights along the way. Definitely want to look at it. Um, look at it from a couple different angles. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can get some, some great guests on here that can talk about community. We can talk about startups. We can talk about mentors. We can talk about you know, other awesome folks that you can involve in your life. And guess what? There's room for therapists and sociologists in there too. Trust me. Um, we could talk about the things that make a lot of sense for us. So I want to leave you with this. You're not alone. Regardless of where you find yourself, you could be physically alone, but you're not alone. There are folks around you. There are communities that will welcome you, are, will, are welcoming you, that are there for you. If you find yourself in a place where you need help, raise your hand. Um, I know it sounds odd to say, especially since you don't know me and I probably don't know you, but therapy can help. It is an amazing thing to do. Um, call your friends. Sometimes calling your friends and being proactive with it is the best way you can do it. Your friends should be there and calling you too. Trust me, I've, you know, I'm the mea culpa of this entire conversation is I'm a shitty friend a lot of times. I don't. I wait for changes to happen before I even respond. And, you know, that's not me interacting well with my community or with my tribe or my people. So get out there. Start to figure out who you are, what you do. Work probably has some opportunities for you to engage in communities. I know my particular company has employee resource groups that you can join. But all these things are geared to provide balance to this <laughs> boxed-in approach that we have in this in this day and age. And don't fall into the trap of thinking that, well, I'm an introvert, I don't need people. Guess what? You do need people. Just as much as extroverts don't always need everybody around them either you know there's a there's a balance in the force luke there is a balance in the force so with that i'm going to leave you until next week until the next conversation that we have i hope you have an awesome day you're not alone you're loved you are special and uh yeah as with everything you know life and technology end up colliding so thank you for spending time with me today uh, this is elemental collision and coming soon in, in the weeks ahead we'll have little bit more graphics we'll have you know probably a website or two that'll be updated and looking forward to having you as part of our community thanks